<coughs> well, we probably shouldn't start the episode with a cough. I hope that was all shielded welcome. in your elbows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the highly infected episode 151 of Laps Gamer Radio. Uh, we're all in self-isolation in the uh, LGR bunker deep within the Earth's crust. Uh, I'm patient zero, Mark Hamer, and joining me are fellow infected patients, Andy Piddy and Nick Case. Hello. 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 <laughs> no, none, of us, none of us are ill, right? No. Really? No. No, okay. I've got yeah. a bit of a yeah, cold, yeah. but it's not coronavirus. No. Well, sure? that's what Tom Hanks thought, and you know... Now I haven't he's got out, a fever. Know, I haven't got... His, well, he thought he just had a cold, and now mm. he's out in self-isolation in Australia, because the Australians are like, you've got coronavirus. So. <laughs> Amazing. If what coronavirus world. takes Tom Hanks from us, that would be too Tragedy. much to bear. My wife loves Tom Hanks. Everyone loves Tom Hanks. I know. He's just a likeable guy. <laughs> Um, anyway, we'll probably talk a little bit about coronavirus in a bit because it's starting to affect the video game world. Well, starting already has, but a little bit more this week. Um, but we'll talk a little bit about what we've been playing um, over the last however long it's been since we recorded a regular episode. Uh, Nick, have you played anything? I, I've played some GT Sport dailies. Um, okay. But apart from that, not, which I think is kind of new since last, last time we spoke, you kind of were trying to convince me to get getting some online lobbies and stuff yeah yeah so how's that been going um surprisingly well it started out a bit ropey uh because obviously you kind of get dumped in with just anyone uh because obviously they don't know how good a driver you are and how if you're there to have fun or if you're there to kind of race seriously so the first few uh the first few races when you're still on the default kind of sportsman and driver rating are a bit interesting uh you Mm. just I, I learned very quickly to just kind of don't really care about what your position is. Just finish it with a clean race uh, and good driver rating. Um, and then I quickly moved up the lobbies. So I'm an S-rated driver now uh, in Ooh. sportsmanship. Uh, and I think I'm I'm nearly at a C driver rating. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's going... It's the I have to say the difference in drivers when just as soon as you get out of that i can't even remember, is, is it is it a b is it eb first you're rated so you're rated e in driving skill and b in sportsmanship by default yes i think so yeah uh as soon as you get out of that it everything just becomes so much better you can actually race your race uh how you know the tracks and stuff like the first uh few races i had um I kind of went for the braking zones I would normally go for, uh, and everyone just kind of ignored braking zones and just walloped into everyone. Uh, But as soon as you get out of that, when you've had about three or four races, uh, you can start trying to race your actual race. Um, So yeah, it's been been a learning curve in terms of getting um, acquainted with both tracks, uh, cars, and also how other people race online and the penalty system which is a little mm. wonky at times. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> it, it can be. that. There's, 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 it's not perfect. You, you get instances where 
uh, someone takes like a bad racing line and they'll like deliberately bump into you and then drive off the course, which means that you get a driver penalty. Yeah, uh, and that's mainly where it falls down. <laughs> you can definitely see why it thinks that, but um, yeah, the the other thing is there's a turn in Monza. There's a chicane where if you if you just hit it quite wrong, you get like a 0.5 second penalty. And yeah. a 0.5 second penalty on Monza is more like a four second penalty at Monza because everything's about... it's The penalty line is on the straight. Um, yeah. And you just lose so much time on that. But uh, yeah, it's it, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I'm also really enjoying that you can literally just go from... Uh, you can boot your PS4 up have it suspended, open it up and be in a race in about 10 minutes uh, yeah. after doing some qualifying and just getting to know the track and stuff. So yeah, it's uh, I'm still really enjoying GT Sport. Um, and yeah, it's kind of just filling a nice little gap for me. I'm also, I've just set the Division 2 updating uh, on my PlayStation because oh, I want to okay. go and check out some of the new Warlords in New York. I think. Yeah. Um I that's uh <clears throat> I did what well, then you need to have the season two pass or is it free? Uh you need to buy the DLC, um oh, right, which okay. is thirty pounds. Uh with same model as Destiny, I think, pretty much. Yeah. So you buy the DLC and then you get the next year kind of thing. Um so yeah, I'm I still have to finish the campaign from the first year. Um so mm. I'll probably do some of that, see how I'm feeling about it and then maybe splash out on the 30 quid to upgrade yeah i i was playing a little bit of it a while ago because uh coming to the end of the last destiny season i had some downtime um so i jumped back in um jay from kane and rinse and i saw that he was playing it because he he likes to pick up games three years after they've come out for dirt <laughs> cheap <laughs> yeah um it was so... down to two pound fifty wasn't it on xbox and pc yeah, yeah, and it Crazy. wasn't that much more expensive on um, on PS4. I picked it up because uh, I, I, I had it because my other half bought it uh, back when it came out. Um, and so, yeah, I jumped back in um, trying to get my head back around the, how all the, the, the gear systems work um, and had a lot of fun with it. I, I, keep, I kept meaning to jump back in. Um, to, to have a because we attempted to do the raid a couple of times and it didn't go particularly well because we didn't have a full team and so we had a couple of randoms and it's hard to do that level of content when you can't communicate with people um <laughs> but it just felt really good to be back in that game because like um even aside from all like the the looter shooter aspects of it it's just a really good like squad based cover shooter and it just yeah. feels really good to play um I still don't like the setting as much as um, the the first one, which is why I'm kind of intrigued by this Warlords of New York because I really dug the New York setting um, in the in the first one. So I don't know. I, I might check it out um, at some point. But um, yeah, that, that game is pretty good. And um, yeah, GT Sport. I, I need to get back on that. Did you have many like sort of? Tense, close battles for like seventh place. Uh, yeah, I mean, most of the fun of that game is literally wherever you start, just racing your race and not worrying about uh, the top, the top podium kind of places, unless you get pretty lucky um, when you've when you're not like a pro kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, which, to be fair, I'm kind of used to because watching the last few Formula One seasons, the only interesting thing has been the midfield battles. 
Yeah. Uh, but I've had I've had a couple of drag races to the finish line for seventh place and sixth place and stuff. Um, yeah. It it it's just a really a really interesting game uh, of how things can go from bad to worse in a split second based on a decision someone has made in 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 the future kind of thing. Uh, like yeah. two turns ahead, you see someone spun off and it's like, oh, I'm going to get fifth place. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, ju- it's just a, a really fun game. If you, if you go in expecting not to do so great. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, st- I still don't have a, a win uh, in, <laughs> you know, regular lobby racing, but no. it, it doesn't matter. It's, I still really enjoy playing it. That's me out. That's, that's it. <laughs> Andy, what have you been playing? <laughs> Oh, well, managed to play a little bit of this and a little bit of that. So, um, continue playing Metro Metro Exodus. Um, managed to get a couple of hours towards game time at one point, which I found I enjoyed the game more. I, because of the way my life is at the moment, I'm having to play like late at night sometimes, half an hour ti- half an hour at a time. And the game doesn't really suit that type of thing I'm finding, but... I'm having to do that, but when I was able to play two or three hours last Saturday during the day, it was quite enjoyable. Um, so I don't think it's as good as Last Light still. I'm not too sure about how if the open world really suits it. The story isn't as strong, but I just completed a level where essentially um, you have to enter this like underground bunker and you are fighting these spiders and one of the interesting things about these spiders is yeah you can shoot them but um, you need a torchlight on and if you shine your torchlight on them um, it destroys them as well Um, and you just have to keep making sure your torch is um, charged up if it loses its charge um, basically spiders come out and kill you essentially Um, and one of the little touches neat touches it does have is when you are opening little um, cabinets and so on. If you find a little spider or some spider, these little baby spiders, it sort of puts it like crawling across you, across the screen or across no, the arm. No, no, um, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Do not want. Um, just little things like touch that. That first one, like, oh, shit. you know. But um, it doesn't. It's not. They're not damaging you, but it's just a little graphical touch and makes it look realistic. So. That was quite cool. So I've been just played through that level. Um, I'm going to continue pushing on with it. Because I was before that, I was debating whether it was worth it or not. Um, one of the things I found on that level, though, I ran out of filter. And if you're running out of filter in certain areas, um, you can be screwed. So I got killed loads of times because I have basically no filter. And you need a filter to get through to use on your gas mask um, mm-hmm. in certain areas, radiation, gas everywhere. So it, little things like that just you just have to be aware of. But I enjoyed it. It's given me an extra impetus to continue playing through that game. Um, the other game um, I started, started this week actually. Um, I mean, you two play fighting fantasy games, the books. Fighting fantasy, yeah, but you know, if you venture, it's in the books. books. Yeah, it's in the books. Like the uh, roll your own adventures. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, Steve yeah. Jackson, Death Trap Dungeon, Warlock of Firetop Mountain, Fire, Firetop of Warlock Mountain, or something. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> whichever way around it is. Yeah. Yeah. Nerds. I really enjoyed them <laughs> when I was a kid. I also, I think I might have mentioned this before on this podcast. I had a uh, Sonic and Knuckles one uh, <laughs> that they released. There was there was a Sonic and Knuckles roll your own adventure, uh, and that was a, that was sort of my intro into the world of RPG books, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, these mm. be the ones where I used to cheat. You know, I used to oh, I'll just hold my page and finger on this page and see what happens. Yeah. Oh, I'm dead. No, that doesn't happen, does it? Oh, I'll um, not go down that one. I'll go east yeah. actually. Oh, that's it. Um, well, these are the final. These are the fighting fantasy. This one is a game based on Joe Diva, Lone Wolf, um, set of game books. I'm not sure. I think I played one. And I remember a computer game version came out on the Spectrum years and years ago. It was a side-scrolling platformer. Um, and this was on the, this is on the PS4. I think it's on Xbox, it's on Android, it's on various platforms. Uh, I think it's on the Switch as well. And I was like looking at it, I was like, oh, this is, looks quite interesting. You know, it was about three quid. How long does it to complete? Mm, a few hours. All right, well, it looks like squares. And there's, like I said, about half an hour spare the other night. Thought I'll give it a go. Try what I was. I was like looking at the graphics and thought, oh, this looks quite nice. 3D graphics and everything. And loaded up the game. And as Matt would say, I found one of those games which is like a perfect, which is a weird mix, <laughs> like Hand of Fate. Um, so <laughs> essentially, this is you're playing through. I've only played for like the first half an hour or so, and it's like the adventure game. You like your adventure game books, so you read what is happening, and then when you encounter um, fights or enemies, it reverts to um, a three D type of uh, turn based combat where you choose what weapons or spells that you have learned along the way to cast, or a sword or daggers to throw. And you choose which enemy to fight if there's more than one. And you have to sometimes do a quick time event either to complete a second attack or when the enemy is attacking you to dodge out of the way. Um, so I was quite taken aback because when I looked at all the screenshots, none of the screenshots showed the adventure reading type of thing. Not that I'm against reading, but it was just like, oh, all right. So I have to read an on-screen book and then... Um, make certain choices as you would do in your advent in the adventure books, and then when you encounter, you go to this 3D fight. Um, I quite enjoyed it. I'm not sure how long it can sustain its scope, its goal if it's more than three, four hours. But at the moment, I'm pretty enjoy- I'm enjoying it, and it's that's one of those things where you can just nip it, you can drop in, and drop out of. So that's really good. Um. Mm. Yeah, it's it's quite relaxing as well. You know, a bit of reading on the screen, you know, gets you in, involved a bit, making your choices, and then a bit of action. Remind me a bit of Hand of Fate, where Hand of Fate had the cards where you're dealing with, and then it drops to a God of War type of combat. But this is more stricter, more turn based in its combat. But yeah, well. It was cheap, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other game, um, I've been up flying the lapsed game of flag um, in Blood Bowl. Um, mm-hmm. Playing a league with 
um, the last save loaded boys and a couple few others. Um, we've just finished the league and we're about to enter the playoffs and I finished top of the league with five wins. So um, still enjoying that. AI still, okay. still cheats. You need a lot of luck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the AI does f- cheat. Um, you do need a lot of luck, and but when it pulls it off, it is quite magnificent. So yeah, enjoying that. Back to back to into the playoffs. Um, so that's quite fun. Have you played it, Mark? Yet? Yeah. Sh- <laughs> uh, no, it's not. It's uh, I it just. I haven't spent enough time with it Mm. to be honest Um, and it's going to take some getting used to Uh, I don't fully understand all the I get the basics it's American football Mm. Um, but I don't fully understand all the systems Um, I don't fully understand the the pros and benefits of the different teams Um, Mm. but um, I like it I I mean it's it's definitely got a double A game presentation Mm. Like they obviously didn't have quite the budget that you know a lot of other sports games would have, but no. that seems to be like par for the course with the Warhammer games. Um, but yeah, what little I played with it, I quite like it. Yeah, um, I, li- I like its style. I like its sense of humour. Um, it makes perfect sense to turn American football into a turn-based game because it basically is a turn-based game. Yeah. So yeah. I just need to spend some more time with it. I just haven't had a chance yet. Yeah, play through the campaign. So, the campaign. Yeah, maybe really I'll um I'll I'll spend some time practicing with it, and then maybe I'll join in the next season. Yeah, if you if you play through the campaign, the campaign's very good. I like the commentary of the two, the ogre and the vampire. Um, yeah, very pretty fun. But the campaign takes you really nicely through what you're supposed to be doing. And yeah, you need to understand what the dice the dice rolls do, and yeah. how your re rolls work, and whether you should use them, and and so on and so on. I mean, I think I ended at one point with about six players and one half because I lost all my players. But it is fun. It is a lot of fun, and like I said, turnovers happen quite quickly. Mm. So, but yeah. And that's about it, really. Fair enough. So aside from a bit of Division 2 and a little bit of Blood Bowl 2, I've been playing a lot of um, Fire Emblem Fates colon Birthright on 3DS uh, because I really want to play Fire Emblem Two Houses or Three Houses or whatever it is, uh, the latest one, because uh, my other half's got it uh, and she won't lend it to me until I finish the last Fire Emblem that she lent to me. Uh, so... <laughs> So I'm playing through that on my lunch breaks at work. Um, Fire Emblem uh, Fates is kind of an odd one. There's like a, there's like a prologue mission um, where your character finds out that the family that they grew up with isn't their family and their real family. So this other this other side that's like a another family that these two families are at war with each other, <clears throat> and then you make a choice with which one to go with. Depending on which choice you make, you play through a different game. But it's not like two campaigns on the same game. It was it was two separate games with like you know full priced carts. Like so, it's pretty expensive if you wanted to play through both sides of it. It's like mm. uh, you know eighty quid at launch if you wanted to play through both. Uh, and then they brought out some subsequent DLC, which I'm not going to get into. But I'm playing through the the birthright half, which is where you play for the you, you side with the family that you're is your actual family rather than the one you grew up with uh it's you know standard fire emblem t- tactical um turn-based gameplay it's, it's exactly what you expect from a fire emblem game i understand there's more to like the 
RPG elements uh, and there's like a little bit of base building and stuff like that in there uh, that wasn't in um, uh, oh god what was the one before it the first big one on the 3DS I'm not sure no um, that's gonna annoy me um <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's 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 anime as hell, um, but it's just a really good, solid, tactical, you know, turn-based combat game. You'd probably really like it, Andy. <laughs> probably um, would. Apart from the anime stuff, but uh, it's uh, it's only on uh, Nintendo systems, which I don't think you've got any of, right? Um, um, I have got a Wii. Okay, right. I Somewhere. don't know if there... I think there might have been a Fire Emblem on the Wii. They've been going for a while yeah. now. There must have been. It it was out yeah. for a long time, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But probably if if there was and you can track it down, it might be worth checking out because it's just good. Oh, cool. Good tactical game. Oh yeah, I'm just enjoying that, but chipping away at that on, on my lunch breaks. Um what else have I been playing? Uh oh yeah, uh Damon X Machina I've been playing on the Switch. Because uh, it was finally on sale recently uh, for a decent price, which is unusual for Nintendo digital games. Their sales are usually like, wow, it's like thirty percent off, but thirty percent off sixty quid is not much. So <laughs> um, it was it was uh, yeah a good price. So I picked that up, and it's basically like if you've ever played um, any of the Armored Core games back in the day, it's basically that. It's a mecha game. It's mech as hell, but it it's just real good fun to play. It feels really, really tight, fast gameplay. Um, not like the prettiest game in the world in terms of like the environments you're flying in and fighting. It's sort of like bombed out ruins of Earth, um, but it's just really, really solid. Um, there's, there's a hell of a lot of customization options on your mech. Not only on your mech, but also the pilot that is the pilots the mech as well as you buy upgrades for your character that will accentuate how the the mech itself operates like you basically start replacing bits of your character's body with cybernetic bits um <laughs> it's just yeah it's just a neat mecha game it's, it's i can only really uh recommend it to people who are into that sort of game yeah uh, but if you liked the old armored core games um if you like the the um any of the gundam games then it's probably worth checking out uh, if you can pick it up cheap i'm sure i've played some other stuff but i really i'm drawing a blank right now <laughs> oh my god I had, a, I had a list earlier in my head. I was like, right, these are the games I played. What else have I played? Oh, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> it, really, it, doesn't, it really doesn't matter. Uh, oh, Two Point Hospital. That was Ooh. it. Oh, is yeah. that good? So, yeah, Two Point Hospital came out on um, consoles finally, and it launched on Game Pass. Um, I don't think the studio is in any way affiliated with um, Microsoft, but it's just one of the ones that just launched on Game Pass as well. So I gave that a download. Uh, and then my other half took control of mm. the Xbox and I didn't get to play it for the entirety of that weekend. Um but I played a good chunk of it now and yeah it is it is Steam Hospital. It's just it's Steam Hospital, but up to date. Um Yeah. Um when it when it came out, uh Claire got it. Um because she loves those kind of games and yeah. I've kind of watched her play hours of of it. I think I mean mm-hmm. There's only so much time I can spend in that kind of game, and she's probably played it about 60 hours uh, in the first couple of months it was released. It was 
and it just mm. looked such a fun little game that brought back so many memories of Theme Hospital. Uh, yeah. And yeah. it was quite nice as well because she said she'd never played Theme Hospital uh, before and I devoured it as a kid. Um, yeah. And just just kind of watch her find this game that I loved as a kid that's not really this game that I... Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's different from the game, but it's it definitely yeah. is. It takes so much from it. It's, it's uh, brought it's really it up nice. to date, but uh, it's it's no surprise that the studio that make it is was is headed up by former Lionheads and then well before that Bullfrog Studios stuff, yeah. like people who worked on the original Theme Hospital. So it's definitely got that DNA in there, um, even down to the fact that like all the characters look like three D versions of the art for the characters in uh, the original theme hospital. Um, yeah, they do. It's like, I know that guy. Oh wait, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't remember any of the original ailments from the first one. I don't know if they brought any of this. Like whether they're, they're balloon really head. Uh, I, I right. From what I remember, they were all new ones. Uh, the old ones are like balloon head. Uh, there was one with like a really long tongue uh, and okay. stuff. But yeah, yeah, this guy had a massive tongue and they had scissors to cut it off, essentially. But um, well, yeah. uh, the balloon head was quite good. They, they put the head in a device and it kind of like had a pin and it just popped the head. Um, oh. And they walked, walked out with a normal-sized head. Um, yeah, the, all the ones that I've seen are brand new ones. Um, okay, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they're good. They're like so you have like uh, light headed, um, so the people need to. They're basically got a light bulb for a head. Yeah. Um, and then you have to build a room where a machine pulls the light bulb off. Oh, like unscrews the light bulb and then puts a regular head on. Or there's the um, uh, I can't remember what they call it. It's like some like delusions of grandeur. Basically, um, all the patients come in looking like and dress like Freddie Mercury. Uh, and they have to go and see a therapist to be talk, to be talked down from their their rock star delusions of grandeur or whatever it is. There's yeah, there's some really odd um, <laughs> illnesses, and I haven't seen most of them yet. I'm I'm not that far into it, but yeah, it's 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 theme hospital. I, I brought up to date. Uh, it handles really well on a console as well. I was surprised, like a lot of RTS and like management games, kind of struggle uh if you haven't got a keyboard or mouse and i still kind of wish that they a lot of them that they bring out on console had at least support for keyboard and mouse as well because both the consoles will support keyboard and mouse inputs for other games um but unfortunately not i played a lot of city skylines on xbox and that works fine on a controller but it's still really fiddly uh mm. but two point hospital is it's like i had no problems at all uh to be honest it's the the navigating around the menu building your rooms like everything um that would normally be really fiddly on a pad they've managed to get working really simply and perfectly on, on a controller so i was really surprised with that um yeah it's it's really solid um really enjoying it uh haven't played as much of it as i would like because the other half keeps on staying in the xbox but um <laughs> but yeah uh it's real good um oh yeah I, I played another little game as well called um something the reaper oh god that's gonna really annoy me hang on let me look it up quickly Felix the Reaper, I remember now. Um, yeah, 
Felix the Reaper, and it's like a it's a weird sort of like puzzle game where you play a a, a Reaper character who basically you have to move uh, through this like grid like world. Um, alternating the direction that the sun shines in because you can only move in shadows to put things in place so that a character it's like so that one of the people in this world will die because um, you're one of the grim reapers but your your reaper character really likes music and so he's wearing headphones and he doesn't uh, when he moves around he's dancing all the time uh, and his ultimate aim is to try he works for the ministry of death and he's trying to <laughs> trying to meet up in one of these worlds with the woman that he's in love with who works for the Ministry of Life. And the whole thing's narrated by Patrick Stewart. Uh, and <laughs> oh. it's pretty neat. Uh, I'm kind of enjoying it. It's a simple puzzle game, but that gets like fiendishly difficult pretty quickly. Um, but, you know, I like that sort of puzzle game. And I like the presentation and I love me a bit of Patrick Stewart. So I'm going to carry on playing that. Um, the only other real thing, of course, is more Destiny. Uh, the new season started. Uh, season of the Worthy. Uh, so, Nick, do you remember the Almighty from the main campaign? I do, yes. The big ship. Um, so, uh, in the last... So, right. The, so, during the main campaign of Destiny, the Cabal come along and they're like trying to like take control of the Traveler and you, basically, you end up beating them at the end. And then in the last piece of um, the seasonal content, the Cabal seized control of the Infinite Forests, which is like a network of different timelines. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to bring about a timeline in which the Cabal win um, and take keep and keep control of the Traveler or whatever. Yeah, they keep uh, trying. Then, they've keep trying endless loops to figure out which one they win or whatever, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, basically. Uh, and you managed to stop them in that one. And so now their last-ditch effort in this particular uh, season is they've taken control of the... Uh, they've gone back to the Almighty, the big the big ship that was destroying Mercury, um, and set it on a collision course with Earth and then destroyed the controls. <laughs> so <laughs> basically trying to... As someone pointed out, you know, the, the Cabal like to drop from those like drop pods from the sky mm -hmm. and they will quite often, if you're standing in the wrong place, they'll drop on you and you die. Um, yeah. They're basically trying to do that to the entire planet, but with, an, with a whole ship. Uh, and so this season's going to be about trying to stop that um, and to do that, you have to power up Rasputin, the crazy Russian supercomputer war mind, um, by doing this new seasonal event out about the world. It's, there's a whole... I only spent like a couple of evenings playing with it, and there's a lot of new systems in there um, that I'm still trying to figure out, but... Uh, this season seems like it might be at, at, at first glance uh, a little bit lighter on on PVE content than the last season was. Although they have a tendency to drip feed new stuff in as the season goes along, um, because like this season's big draw is the return of Trials of Osiris, which is like the top level PvP stuff that hasn't been in um, since Destiny One. Although there was a version of it called Trials of the Nine back in the first year of Destiny 2 and it wasn't very good so they canned it. Is that the one that's kind of locked some trophies away for a while? I seem to remember. What, Trials of the Nine? Yeah, I seem to remember there's some tr there, there was at some point some trophies that you had to do the Trials of the Nine for to get and then they kept changing it every now and then so you could Yeah, I think 
I think there was a trophy where you needed to get to um there was a particular so like in trials of osiris if you got um a flawless ticket you got to go to this special place called the lighthouse and get some unique loot uh and trials of the nine had an equivalent place but it was like a some area in unknown space where the nine live um and you could go there um if you won some matches in trials of the nine um and then when they took that away, I guess you wouldn't be able to do that trophy. If I'm, I, I think there was a trophy attached to that. I, I can't remember exactly. It's been so long since I platinum that game it's, it's, <laughs> that I can't remember anymore. But um, yeah, so that they brought back their like premier PvP mode, and that's the big draw of the season for the people that like PvP. But I don't, so I'm not that bothered about that. But there seems to be enough going on there to to keep me entertained for a while at least but uh at least until next friday when animal crossing comes out and then that'll be that'll be it i'm kind of hoping i get coronavirus so i have to <laughs> self-isolate for two weeks so i can just play animal crossing um but yeah that's about it i'm sure i've played something else as well but i can't remember for the life of me what it was so yeah there you go oh yeah mini metro i played loads loads Ooh. more mini metro on the ipad um, decided to go back to that. I, I really dig that game. Uh, I really did not get on with mini motorways. Um, it just didn't click with me the same way mini metros, uh, mini metro did. But um, yeah, something about drawing coloured lines on a background to make a um, underground network just seems really oddly satisfying to me. So I played a lot of that. But yeah, that's all I've been playing. Should we talk about some news? News. So, yeah, the big piece of news that I guess everyone's talking about that's going to have quite an impact on the video game world is that Lego are making some Mario Lego toys. And they even look pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, it looks good, pretty good. Yeah. It's not what I was expecting. When I first saw the <laughs> announcement, I thought it was going to be like a... My immediate thought was, oh, they're making a Lego game, but with Mario characters and whatnot. Um, and then it's like, I th- you know, then I realized it was it was Lego Mario toys. And then I thought, well, it would just be like, you know, regular, like mini characters, but there'll be Mario and whatnot. And, you know, there's a bunch of stuff you can do with that. What they've, what they've actually shown off is like, that's not like anything I've ever seen from a Lego toy before. No. It's almost playing a Mario level with Lego yeah. and the little Mario figure. Um, That's regis- got like electronic coin. screens in it. So like yeah. his eyes are animated and there's like the little screen in the chest. Uh, and then I noticed in the, in the trailer when, when they turned the toy on, there was like a Bluetooth logo on the switch on the back of it. Mm. Uh, I don't know what that's about, but... um. Yeah, that's that seems really wild, and I'm I'm intrigued. Have you seen the trailer yet, Nick? I have. Yeah, I, w- I watched it uh, this this evening. Um, it looks kind of it looks pretty cool, doesn't it? Really, I mean, it does. Yeah. Uh, of all the things that I just thought, oh, there'll be some like they'll have some. You know how they do seams and stuff like they've got a load of Hogwarts stuff and things like that. I thought, yeah, yeah. I kind of just thought there'd be some Mario World type stuff and they'd have the Goombas and the pipes and stuff. Um, Yeah. But the actual level they've gone to and the technology they're using and it looks really pretty cool to be honest. Um, So yeah, it 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 should 
I mean, you know, I guess we'll have to see how well it actually works and pans out and how it... Yeah. Because it is just... They don't really explain it, do they? They just... They have a kid kind of playing with it and hopping around and bashing on these little pads and stuff. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to learn more about it. And I've not yeah, said that about okay. Lego in quite... I mean, Lego's cool, obviously. But yes. not, they're not really innovated for a long time. It's just been like nerdy shit, go and make it. Um, yeah. So yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, I'm more interested in this than I was in like some of the other stuff they've done recently, like the Lego Overwatch toys uh, and whatnot. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 be, I'm intrigued to see what exactly it is because, like you say, it's it's kind of hard to like. Work. Is it a game? Is it like a Lego board game sort of thing? But in a Mario level, I, I don't fully know. But yeah, looking forward to find out about that. Maybe use some dimensions technology in it. I don't know. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Um, but no, the, the actual like big news that's affecting the video game world is, of course, that E3 has been cancelled, which is a big deal because like this will be the first time there hasn't been an E3 since. Oh, I don't know, sometime in the 90s? 92. Is, it 92? Is that when the first one was? I don't know. 92, 91, was that? I don't know. I do remember reading about it in my Crash magazine. I remember reading Crash. <laughs> in what magazine? Crash magazine. That was like the 80s. That can't have been the 90s, surely. It was 90s. It was, I think it was sort of the 90s as well. Wow. Fair enough. Uh, first one was May the 11th, 1995. So oh, 95, maybe not. 24 go. years ago. I've got a crash mouse mat. <laughs> <laughs> do you do okay. realise for doing crash annuals, there's a book publisher that does crash annuals and they do Zap 64 as well. Oh, nice. I've got, um, I can't remember who the artist is who did like all the covers, but I've got a book of his. Um, oh, yeah, I've got that book. It's a great book. It is. It's really nice. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah sorry, sorry for that, Mark. Sorry. That's fine. Sorry. <laughs> So yeah, this is kind of a big deal because, well, especially this year. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, it's like out of all of the things that could be, all of all of the things where there's like a large grouping of people that could be cancelled because there's a potential to spread a virus. The obvious one is something like E3, where ever like you hear it from from games journalists after every big convention like this especially e3 everyone goes home sick uh because mm. it's just a breeding ground for for germs because it's a, a like you know a few hundred thousand people crammed inside a convention center with circulating air and no fresh air uh, uh and so it's it it makes sense to cancel it um the big thing is, I reckon this will probably be, it'll probably spell the end for E3. Uh, because all it'll take is one year without it. And like companies like Sony already don't seem to give a damn about it anymore. Nintendo, they're kind of half heartedly. They don't do a press conference from E3. They just have the treehouse, don't they? Yeah, they have the treehouse live streams, Ooh. which they could do anywhere. They probably will do anyway. Yeah, and they have a presence on the show floor. Yeah. Um, but everything else is like done remotely. Um, Microsoft are kind of like, they they kind of have to do something there because they went and bought a theater down the road. Um, but I think they've said they're not doing it anyway. 
I'm pretty sure they've said it's going to be all online. Uh, mm. But that's the kind of thing. I mean, Microsoft for the last two years haven't been officially involved in the E3 press conferences. While they've been listed as an official E3 conference, it's not actually at E3. It's, doubt, like you say, it's in a theater down the road. They've got a lot of uh, space, floor space, but that's it. Like In terms of the press conferences, they were kind of down to Bethesda, Ubisoft, EA, the PC gaming show. I heard Warner Brothers were going to do do one this year. Yeah, I, I saw that floating around last night as well. Warner Brothers, Ooh. they were going to unleash, then unleash, unveil uh, the new Batman game and a new. Uh, well, I saw something about a Batman game and another Arkham game, and finally their Harry Potter game. Um, okay, that was from Jason Schreier, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Master of Leaks, the Oracle. <laughs> um god yeah it's gonna be a it's it's uh, i think that yeah all it will take is this not happening this year and then for games companies to have a look at their bottom line at the end of the year and be like oh so going to e3 made absolutely not going to e3 made absolutely no difference to our bottom line uh and that could be the end of it I don't know. I think yeah. really, in terms I think of like a, I think it'll be free, and I just think it'll change in its format and how it does things. I mean, like I said, you've got all these journalists coming through, and E3 is not just about really the games and all that. There's loads of business going on, and you always listen to it, like everything. A lot of deals, people meeting up with each other. It is one of those. When you, but is there a lot of? Is that actually a thing at E3, or is that more a thing at GDC? Because I think that GDC has quickly become the place Ooh. that people go to to get business done, and E3 is now more of a, pl- a PAX or a, or a um, EGX. It's just a place for more that's more built around consumers, uh, and obviously a lot of behind the scenes demos that no one, that only the media and press get to see, which they could do anywhere. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't. Uh, it's a convenient, I guess, to have a lot of journalists in one place at one time. Yeah. But this happens all the time around the around uh, the calendar anyway. I mean, you know, press get invited out to different cities and different developers to go and get a preview of the game three months before it's released. Um, I think E3 is just a, a convenient because it happened and they were going anyway. Whereas I think Mark's kind of right. I think they'll, at the end of this year, a lot of people and companies will sort of look at, this is the money we would have spent going to E3. What have we lost from this? I don't think yeah. there'll be a lot of loss. No. And it's it's super expensive to um, to exhibit at E3. Mm. Uh, and if, yeah, if it doesn't like, well, not just exhibit like they, they, the, the, the big platform holders, uh, and the big um, publishers having to put on like renting out an entire theatre, uh, to put on an entire, you know, stage production basically, uh, is super expensive. And if it doesn't make financial sense because they're not seeing an increase or any change on their returns for having not done that. I think you could see them being like it, it. It could end up becoming, yeah, like kind of like a PAX thing where it's just like a consumer um, event. Uh, but 
I don't think the E3 as we know it will exist anymore, which kind of sucks because for, for for one reason only, and like you know, as, as I've said to you guys in in the Slack chat, I'm just really gonna miss Giant Bomb at night. <laughs> that was the only yeah. thing I'd watch E3 for. I'd watch them talk over the press conferences, and then the the uh, Giant Bomb at night stuff, like when they had guests on the couches, which is always good fun. Mm. And that's the only stuff I'm really gonna miss. I guess I guess E3 is kind of um, I don't want to say redundant, but in this day and age, it's so easy and so cheap to do a stream on YouTube themselves uh, yep. for the smaller companies, like not even smaller companies like Ubisoft and even EA. Um, I mean, Microsoft own Mixer anyway, uh, so they kind of got their own thing going on there. But at one point and one time, I can see how E3 was. It was just a really good idea to get everyone together and we'll have all the press They'll put on big press conferences and things and they won't have to... It'll be cheaper for them because everyone's doing it together. Yeah. But these days, the internet is so easy and cheap. I just can't see how... It's kind of... It's only a thing because it was a thing before. It E3 would never be created today, I don't think. I think it, anything that would be created today, a new convention would have to be more it would be just about consumers because people don't want to kind of sit in a sweaty theater for two hours listening about to some bloke in a suit talk about how well the playstation sold it's the, the, the press conferences i mean uh sony are presumably well that's a good thing i haven't actually thought about probably or i haven't seen anyone else talking about um but i haven't looked that hard to be honest uh is what happens with the way that the Xbox or Microsoft and Sony would normally do their here's our new console event. You see, I I was thinking about this the other week and I was thinking, has coronavirus already delayed the announcement of the PlayStation 5? Well, if they've already been announced, the, the PlayStation 5 and uh, Xbox Series yeah, I mean, X like, have been yeah, announced. But, I mean, but, like, you, you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, the... Here is the box, and here are all the games that are coming, like they did with the PlayStation Four. Mm-hmm. And here's Mark Cerny to talk in his beautiful voice for a few hours about it. <laughs> I do love his voice. He's so uh, good. It's so calming. Um, yeah. It's uh, he reminds me of Professor Brian Cox in a way, actually. Um, I, I can stand Mark Cerny. I can't stand Brian Cox. Really? <laughs> Nothing against him. I just don't like him. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. But you hate science, though, so that makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. Uh, they have Sony haven't shown off their box. Microsoft have. Um, it's a pretty big box, and they've both got names, and they both said holiday twenty twenty. But beyond that, they haven't really announced anything yet. And they would normally have like a a big theater, like a, like an E three presentation sort of thing, mm. but just for the new console. Yeah. Um, I mean, the last time round, well, last time round they both did something sort of like February. Yes, so they did February. Yeah, so they did yeah February it was Microsoft did it a bit after. It was yeah. mid February because I remember seeing a uh, Facebook on this day where we had me and my friends at uni had a watch it a, a viewing party for it. 
so we all watched it um, yeah. at like two in the morning or whatever it was. So yeah, I, I that's kind of when I saw that, I was like, huh, we've not had one. And, and then a few weeks later, coronavirus has kind of become more of a thing. And I'm like, I wonder if they kind of sent invites out. And I remember Sony being the first company to pull out of GDC or was it a PAX? And I kind of thought, mm, I wonder if like they they'd had plans to do something and then had to kind of wipe it under the carpet because I guess everything for it would have been NDA'd anyway. So yeah. none of the press would have been like, oh, I was invited to this, but it didn't happen because coronavirus. Mm. Mm. I, I think you're probably going to see, I suspect that the PS5 launch next year. I mean, that's fine by me. I'm buying I've, a house. I can't afford new consoles. The, <laughs> I, I think because when you look at everything, well, essentially the consoles themselves are being produced in China. The Chinese are just getting themselves back up to speed opening factories very cautiously. Uh, yeah, but I mean, the, the, the speed they can churn stuff out, <clears throat> we don't even really know if it's in full production yet anyway. No. No, but if you've got these factories and the norm is set to a certain certain things out of it, so we've got to produce the chips, we've got to produce the hard drives, we've got to produce all this, and then somebody's got to put it all together. So all these factories are all producing all these components, and then somebody has to put all the one factory has to put all these components together. It's a massive thing, and then they got to be shipped across at a certain time. So all these have been probably pre-planned, where these factories turn over to this to the PS5 or the Xbox X, One X, and with the closure, you might see these factories having the backlog um, of certain other products where you have to produce and gearing up for that. Um, you, there's, there's a massive knock-on effect of having these factories closed and then restricting travel um, and so on and so on, which we're going to... It's going to come out in the wash, essentially, throughout the year. Mm. So I, yeah. You know, so if that's probably why we haven't heard anything from Sony in terms of a PS5, in terms of more details, because I suspect they're not sure whether they can release this year or not. I kind of think as well that it's kind of playing into their hands a little bit. I think mm. Sony and Microsoft are pretty much, they're playing each other off. It feels like they're kind of waiting for the first one to show their hand. Mm, yeah. uh, and I think Xbox are kind of getting a bit more, they're, they're releasing tiny little slivers of information that don't really mean much in the grand scheme of things. Like they released a, was it smart delivery and yeah, lots of stuff that sounds just buzzwords. Really, they they didn't have any any substance behind them as to really mm. how that was going to make life better. Do you know what I mean? There was there were kind of high level concepts um, that I think they'd been targeting for since the release of the last generation, and I guess Xbox X as well. But it's it just feels like. They're just playing poker and waiting for whichever one to pull the trigger first, especially yeah, because of that price point. I think. Well, also, if you think about a price point, if you think people are going to have to self isolate, if you think if people can't go to work, if you think something, if you look at Italy for a case example, they've postponed the mortgages, 
they've closed all the shops apart from pharmacies and food. Um, businesses are all shut. How long can people survive? And their priorities have changed. Don't they? It's not going to be entertainment overall, and it's not going to be a five hundred, six hundred pound. Well, let's say five hundred pound or five hundred euro console coming out. Oh, look at us spend some money on this. It's going to be oh, we've just got of Corona. Let's say. And we need to restructure our finances. We need to do this. We need to do this. We need to do this. And it's probably just not the right time to say, "Ooh, look, this is the new shiny." Yeah, uh, I mean, there's a, there's a whole. This is gonna, basically coronavirus is going to throw everything out of whack. You know, across I have a lot of things. Like, I mean, I was talking to someone the other day about how this will. I mean, talking about affecting sporting events um, before <laughs> we started recording. I mean. Mm. The Olympics are in Japan. Uh, they're in Tokyo, uh, and not that far away. Uh, that's probably not going to happen. Um, the um, the Euros happening this year is happening all across Europe. The first game is at the Stadio Olimpico in Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's if that happens, it's probably going to be happening behind closed doors. But yeah, in terms of like the video game world, E three has already been cancelled. I would not be surprised if this like carries on that we see cancellations for Tokyo Game Show, Paris Games Week, Gamescom. Gamescom yeah. Um, other PAXs that are due to happen uh, throughout the year. Uh, I don't see Microsoft or Sony doing a theatre presentation for their new consoles. No. Um, everything, everything possible will be video stream locked down yeah. with yeah. a skeleton crew in a studio somewhere. But it could very well be just straight up delayed as well, like mm. uh, you're mm. saying. So... Who knows? We might actually help with the price point, though. That's what I. It read. could do, and I mean, I'd be, or like, I'm, I'd be fine with a delay. Like I say, I'm in the middle of buying a house. I don't want to think about having to buy new consoles just yet. Um, so I'm all right with it being delayed, but um, yeah, we'll see. It's going to be. Seems a bit tasteless to say it's going to be an interesting few months because (laughs) people are and i will continue to die but yeah you know what i mean it's the impact isn't it it's the impact on everything and the whole it's not just a video game industry you look at the whole level society and what the impact is going to be and then you think about i mean they're already if you just look at the entertainment movies have been put back bond i think quiet place 2 has been put back for all yeah yeah, because uh, only because like that opening weekend is so important for yeah. for movies, and if people aren't going to the cinema, I mean, didn't the, the the latest Pixar film apparently had really disappointing opening weekend numbers just because, and that's unheard of for a Pixar film. It's just like people aren't going yeah. to the cinema. So yeah, it's um, it's going to be interesting. I had a sudden urge to watch Contagion again. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, do you remember Outbreak? Uh, with um, Dustin Hoffman, Dustin Hoffman oh. and yeah, and the monkey and the yeah. When they're going to end up like like firebombing an entire town at the end of that film? The were, weren't they? Well, I think he talks them out. Of it. I can't remember. It's oh. been a long time since I watched it. But sorry, spoiler alert for Outbreak. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a twenty-five-year-old um, movie. Yeah, have um, have either of you played Pandemic before the board game? Oh no! Yeah. Yes, I, I did do see own that. 
Look it up. was on sale recently. It was on the Sony store uh, on sale. And I was like, that's a bit tasteless. <laughs> no, you need the, to buy it. You see, it's brilliant. It's yeah, a very, sure it it's, is. it's a really, really, really good board game. Um, but when it kind of started leaking out of China, um, my first thought was it kind of feels like the world is playing pandemic here because when the virus starts spreading in pandemic, it, it just it goes to all the adjacent countries. Um, yeah. And it just it felt very much like that when it was kind of like it started out in China and it was like Japan's got it. And then Vietnam, mm. ah, Italy. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's a I, f- of a game. I never beat it. You've never beaten it. Oh, no. oh, you, you need to spend some. Yeah, you need to spend some time. Um, oh. I, I think I've I've got to a point with it now where I'm pretty much at like a seventy percent win rate. I think, oh. um, but that's just playing it a lot and getting kind of. There are some tactics you can kind of use. You, mm. you can spot patterns and stuff and figure it out. But yeah, it's it's mm. a really really interesting game. Yeah, Highly recommend. Kifu- I think it's Cthulhu version of beating. But, uh, not ah, I think it's got a um, iOS app as well for tablets and stuff, Mark. So um, I think it's cross-play as well. It is cross-play, so we can play together. And ah, just... while we're all self-isolating, we can play yeah. board, virtual board games. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you? Uh, I, I, have you played um, Plague Inc. Since this all happened? I played it years ago. Yeah, um, also years ago. You know, like the only time, well, the, 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 the only place to real go, the, the last like holdout uh, in that game was always Iceland. So <laughs> I always saw Madagascar as well. Always was kind of last. I think I seem to remember. Yeah, yeah, that was um, that's also been uh, highly recommended on the Play Store recently. Um, Possibly, possibly relating to coronavirus, but wasn't it? Yeah, there you go. Literally, I just opened the app store. Discover recommended games. Plague Inc. is the first one. Oh my Ooh. god, um, that's got to be an algorithm, right? That's not like Google being like, "Hey, we should probably boost this game right now." I have no idea. Surely. Recommended games. It could just be because everyone's downloading it. Yeah, probably. You never know. It's been banned in China now, hasn't it? Oh yeah, but it's, nah, yeah. it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah. Um, still, it does. It 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 did like the the early days of this coming out. Um, the way it like originated. Um, people started talking about it being in this little town in in uh, rural China. Um, it was just like the opening chapter of uh, World War Z. Yeah. Uh oh, I played World War Z. That was oh. the other game I played. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like Left 4 Dead, but not quite as good, but still kind of fun. And it's on Game Pass, so yeah. Cool. Yeah, uh, coronavirus is wreaking havoc with the world in general, but in our little corner of entertainment in the video game world, it's causing a little bit of uh, consternation. Uh, I saw um, Bungie uh, sending people home to self-isolate. That's got to be a problem for a lot of studios as well i guess like um like large studios currently mm. working on getting their triple a games out in time for when the new consoles are supposed to be launching whatnot uh giant studios full of people that may have to uh, 
it may have, it may have to send people home and delay their games. I guess the smart thing is kind of to just send them, say, go and work from home for a month, two months, three months, and then hope yeah. that no, none of them catch it because then mm. you're kind of limiting the amount of people that may pass it on to other people, other staff, um, yeah. which is kind of, I think, what Bungie, like you said, tried to do. They they were one of the first I saw that just kind of said, look, we've sent all our workers home. Um I think Microsoft have done the same, Google and Apple and stuff, so... Yeah. Um, all the big tech firms and stuff out of there, so... Pretty much, yeah. All the big tech firms have just said, look, we're operating skeleton staff in mm. offices and just... Well, there are, a lot of them are based in San Francisco, and that's one of the hotspots at the moment. Yeah, I just read that all of the San Francisco schools have been shut. Mm. Um, yeah. But you do realise, as... As entertainment nerds and video gamers and everything else, we've been preparing this for years because my backlog is massive. <laughs> video games, movies, books, etc. So I'm well prepared for any drought that might happen over the next two years as such. Mm. So I have no worries about it. You know, I've got loads of games to play. We haven't got any toilet paper. We've got lots of games. Yeah. Well, you know, you can always use the covers. And there's not, not there's not the instruction booklets anymore. But it's, it's, I really wish that the um, we uh, copied our European cousins and all had B days in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have to worry about this. Should we wrap this nonsense up? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Probably more Corona in the next episode. Probably. Last week's question time was nothing but Corona, and this week's question time is probably going to be nothing but Corona. So, so that'll be fun. Yeah, you, you, know, you just must you must be gutted if you own Corona the beer because it's like oh no, they've they've said that it's like a big problem. Like they're I what know. they call it the um, well they called it the the buying intention of their customer base mm. has been massively hit and their sales have gone right down see um, i've seen conflicting reports about this i saw a, a report that said people are drinking less corona and then i saw a report that said their sales are up five percent based year on year so i don't know what mm. to believe anymore one no, thing i do but... know is apparently people are staying away from chinese takeaways because they think that chinese people will give them uh coronavirus <laughs> oh, which sake. is just kind of like I, I can't decide if that's just idiocy or casual racism i i i can't tell the difference anymore. I, it's, it's a little of column a a little of column b yeah mm, yeah anyway. anyway what else have we got going on nothing nothing new on the site uh, still, I don't think mm. no one's written anything, have we? Nope. Andy, you got to get back to writing your monthly previews. You never know if coronavirus hits. You know, we might we might have time to write them, but also yeah. there may also not be nothing releasing. So that's true. Exciting well, times. This is it. You know, but we still got the Last of Us Two and what's that? Not Sekiro's. What's the new Sony exclusive? Ghost of Tsushima. That's Ghost, Ghost of, of Tsushima. Yeah. Oh, that was another news story, isn't it? Uh, they're making a TV show out of The Last of Us, and it's Neil oh, Druckmann yeah. and the guy who was the showrunner for... Um, Chernobyl. Chernobyl, yeah. And it's mm. a HBO show, right? Oh, yes. From what I heard. It is. So, I, that's ticking a lot of boxes. I just feel like I'm kind of done with zombie TV shows. Yeah. Yeah. But it's plants, so it's a bit different. 
Plumbers. Yeah, they're mushrooms. Zombie plants. Mm. Mushroom Z- things. Zombie mushrooms. So Slight slightly confession, different. I've I've never played The Last of Us. What? Oh, oh, well, this you give, go. Um, they gave uh, the re the, the the HD whatever it is the the PlayStation Four version. They didn't give that away for free on PS Plus. Did so they? Ha- I think so. I if- thought it was Uncharted they gave away, which I already had. Oh, oh the Nathan Drake collection. They gave yeah. Nathan Drake collection away, but yeah, that was that was recently. But I think a while ago they gave away The Last of Us. I could be wrong, but either way, you really should play it. It's a yeah. phenomenal game. I will take a look into it. <laughs> Can't with the DLC was... at start. Yeah, well, the um, the PS4 version comes with the mm, DLC. Yeah, yeah, the Left Behind stuff, which is is fantastic as well. Yeah, it's it's a really really good game. Yeah, so it was. It's October Naughty Dog at their best. Oh, it was October. Okay. Yeah, yeah. October last year. Yeah, with... check your library. You might have it. I will check it. Yeah, I might give have it a play. It it's 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 real good. Like you know, gameplay wise, I think it probably plays a little bit better than uncharted uncharted is just it's just running jumping climbing bad shooting um mm. whereas the last of us is like sneaky sneaky bad shooting um for story it's the story yeah it's it's the story that you're playing it for and and the the way that it's delivered and some some of the best like portrayal of acting in a video game i've ever Ooh. seen uh Real good. Yeah, anyway. Uh, I haven't got anything new up on the YouTube channel for a while. I'm going to try and start getting back into doing fortnightly fisticuffs with with, uh, uh, with Connor. We've got one or two more fighting games to play with before we start getting into revisiting some of the ones we've done and actually spending some time getting good at them rather than just you know messing about in them and having a little play. Um, and I'm going to try and do some other some other video content as well. Uh, do some more like little quick looks at some games that I've been playing recently but uh, yeah that's about it so I guess stay safe wash your hands oh yeah oh, that's amazing I cannot but this is the most astounding thing that's it before we go people need to be reminded that we should actually wash our hands you know like mm-hmm. it's not, a, not, not it's like not a normal part of your day you go to the toilet wash your hands it's like, what are they doing? These videos of wash your hands is like three hundred thousand people looking at it. it so three hundred thousand people just forgot how to wash their hands or something. People are dirty. I know. Can you say stay safe and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yep. Yeah. 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 Ta-ra. So long. Bye.